Hello there, and you're very welcome along to Barry Abbreviated, a podcast talking all things news, random topics, and movies. I hope you're all keeping very well. So, um, what is the crack, and how are we all getting on? Another week in limbo, and here we are. The weather seems to be holding up, and I think that's about the only thing. <laughs> so, um, uh, this week uh, we are going headfirst into another one of Marvel TV series, Falcon and Winter Soldier. And by the looks of it, guys, I think... Um, if anyone was a side character in the MCU, you could consider yourself blessed because the quality of these shows that they're putting out simply on the background characters, I think it's absolutely amazing. So, um, yeah, if you got cast as a side character, that possibly the best everything that could happen to you. But before we go in that direction with all the MCU stuff, I would like to talk a little bit about movie news. So, um, without further ado, uh, who are to talk about the best movie of all time, Paddington 2? Now, I can assure you that is a sentence I never thought I would have to say. And, um, yeah, I, di- I didn't even know Paddington 2 was on the radar, but apparently it is. And who am I to argue with the powers that be at Rotten Tomatoes? So, um, how did this happen? Well, it's all got to do with how Rotten Tomatoes are, like do their rating system. And in recent times, they have set on doing like an archival project where they like looked into old reviews. And what happened was they came across a review that was over 80 years old. And it, uh, to put it simply, it didn't speak so kindly of Citizen Kane. I thought it to be highly overrated. And I didn't think it deserved the title of best movie of all time. So um, the fallout effect of that was the mantle for best movie has now fallen to Paddington 2 with a 100% score on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Citizen Kane I think is on 99% now. And, um, yeah, um, honestly, I have no problem with this. Sure, why not with everything going on in the world? Uh, why can't a little talking bear that is obsessed with marmalade and wears a hat and a coat be awarded best film of all time? I have absolutely no problem with this. Um, unfortunately, I've never seen Paddington or Paddington 2. But um, what I do know is um, that both of the movies, they have, like, amazing casts. And um, your guy that plays Q in the new Bond film, like the young guy with the curly hair... Um, he actually voices Paddington, so I think that's a good enough reason to go ahead and watch it. So, um, yeah, in the future, I will definitely be watching Paddington and Paddington 2. Just, I'm pretty sure it's one, it's one of those films you'll have to watch the first one to understand the second one. So, um, yeah, poor old Citizen Kane. Um, I have seen Citizen Kane. Um, you probably would have guessed that from the course I'm doing starting film. Of course, I've looked into that, but, um, yeah, all around, still a good film. Uh, I, I would definitely give it a thumbs up. It's something on, even, like, as... For it's it's a certainly an achievement for all its time period, but um yeah, par- news on the street is guys Paddington Two is a better film. Alright, uh, moving on to uh, other news. Uh, Normal people is once again making headlines, but for a bit more civilized reasons this time. Uh, no no nude and stuff like that. It's talking about. Um, if you guys haven't seen it yet, but um Normal People is after being nominated for seven BAFTA awards. Which is like amazing, it's such an amazing achievement. Um, they're up for awards such as like Best Lead Actor for Paul Maskell and Best Lead Actress for uh, Daisy Edgar Jones. And like the miniseries itself is up for a prize as well. So uh, yeah, best of luck to the whole gang. I'm sure they're all listening in. Um, <laughs> I'm a big fan of the show. Like I did watch it twice and I did read the book. And um, yes, I don't know if people do remember, but I did say I would do an episode on it. It actually was released one day a year ago, so Wednesday, the day after this goes out. But um, yeah, uh, I will do an episode on it sometime. I have not forgotten. 
Uh, just things tend to get in the way, and well, God knows when that will episode go up. But I do promise you, there will be an episode on normal people. And that's kind of all the kind of the movie TV news I do have for you. Unfortunately, it is um, 20 past two here at night. Uh, I did say I'd do a Falcon on Winter Soldier review, so I am very much committed to getting this done. Yeah, uh, right. Um, this is Disney's uh, second Marvel series. Um, they've released this year, and I would argue that I think it's going from strength to strength. But um, before we get into spoilers, I would just like to say we think on Disney. Uh, I'm not a fan of them. Uh, just the fact that there's this company that is like infinitely rich and they like, seemingly like they're on to just owning any company they want. It's quite scary. So um, please don't come at me for all the nice things I will say about Disney. I am aware of them that Mickey Mouse may not all be happy as he may seem. <laughs> so yeah, uh, now the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, if you haven't seen this, do not worry. I am here to break down the plot in the best way I can. So please bear with me. So. Things uh, pick up with uh, Sam is kind of feeling unworthy of being bestowed with um, Captain America shield from the old Steve Rogers. Uh, in his eyes, he can never really raise to the heights of Steve Rogers and never mind the backlash that he might face of being a black man, like holding the shield. So um, he decides the, you know, the best option to do is give it to the government and they'll kind of retire the shield, maybe like use it and like kind of put it in a museum. And meanwhile, Sam's going through all of that. Bucky, he's kind of going through therapy from all of his winter soldiering over the years. And now the fact that he's over 100 years old. So he's a man very much out of time. And he's also doing a wee bit in the world to try and right wrongs he'd done to the past. Like meeting like maybe like past victims and stuff. Just a wee bit of therapy for himself. Now, um, these two boys, they cross paths when it's made public that the government just go and made themselves a new Captain America. And the world says hello to John Walker. Now, this arrival of the new Captain America pisses off Sam and Bucky, very much so for obvious reasons. And at the same time, we see the rise of a new threat in the Flag Smashers. Now, um, I can't exactly put it, like, put it down to a sentence to, I think, what these guys are about. Like, I know they're not happy about, like, something about the snap and, like, kind of how people are displaced all in the world and they kind of want the world to go back the way it was before, like, during the snap. I think that's what it is. I know I should definitely know this, but honestly, I think it's kind of detriment to their characters that I don't really know what they're about. But um, what they have done that's got them a lot of attention is they've stolen a bit of the Super Soldier Serum from the Power Broker, so they have to turn on their heads. Well, from doing that there, they have caught the attention of Sam and Bucky, and the new Captain America all end up chasing them about the world. So, um, as they try to catch the Flag Smashers, Bucky and Sam bust out Zemo from prison, because he's the guy that knows a lot about Super Soldier, Super Soldier Serum, so he helps them out in a few leads and kind of gets them along their way. Uh, the new Captain America kind of ends up just following them about, because that's kind of the best kind of way he has about doing it which is like it's a lazy option but hey it's effective and um on their journey they do end up meeting sharon carter who is now living a life of selling illegal art because uh things from civil war if you remember her stealing the shield and that uh she wasn't exactly forgiven for all that like the rest of them so she had to make do in her own way so um and things start to get heated up for john walker as he's feeling the pressure of um being Captain America and kind of not living up to it. So he ends up like getting bit up by the Dermalage, which is an amazing scene. And he kind of goes a bit crazy. He ends up taking the Super Soldier Serum and it doesn't really do him any favours after he does publicly kill a man. So then the title does fall to Sam, who does take it up 
after a bit of hesitation and like but him and Bucky kind of thrash it out they can become they can become closer friends through a thing and it's, it's it is a really nice story on screen so from there then um Sam fully embraces his role getting used to it and they end up taking down the flag smashers from when they try to get to extreme roles to try and make their impression and their ideals felt upon the world so yeah and that's kind of it uh the the well Bucky uh I can't speak. That's just fantastic. Uh, the new Captain America, from him giving up his uh, his kind of role, he then becomes transformed into U.S. agent, which is another thing that happened in the comics. So he's kind of like maybe like the Captain America, but he kind of does the shady work more. And uh, yeah, uh, Cap uh, the Falcon is now known as Captain America, just with wings. So yeah, um, uh, what I did like about this was I thought that Sam and Bucky they were great. Um, you really felt the kind of they how much they didn't resent each other or like I didn't maybe not even resent her just the fact they did not get along but you really see like their chemistry build and like how they trust in one another and just it's kind of strange how it the fact that it's all over a shield and when I was like listening to one of their conversations uh, when they are throwing the shield about for the first time for like the training montage nearly as at Sam's house um, I already did feel real how much they con- like connected towards it. I thought like this is a bit silly, but hey, sure. From what you're watching, I think you kind of gotta accept all that. And um, another thing, like with every episode, there was kind of this one big action set piece. When like I thought overall it was very good. Um, I think um one of the standouts would have to be uh when the Dormelage come like just out of nowhere, and then of course uh John Walker just inv- and like kind of he takes them on very. It's uh, stupidly unknowingly of what he's getting himself into, but um, they just put waste to him, and just I love the fact that Bucky is loving it, and he just calls it into him, he's like looking strong, John, and he's just getting like his ass handed to him. It's amazing, and um, speaking of John's, well, he also has an amazing fight from when after he does kill the uh, one of his flag smashers, after like beheading him. And like he is just mental, and like he would, he was, he was going, he actually was going to like behead Sam as well. But luckily, Bucky was there. They definitely like needed the two team up, and I thought that was very good, just kind of showing the strength of the character and how much like Super Soldier Serum affects him. That is a mouthful, Super Soldier Serum. I probably should have tried to abbreviate that, but anyway, um, I thought uh, the CGI was very good uh, with the Falcon like flying about it. Didn't look too flicky at times. I always thought the wings looked a little bit weird because they're supposed to be metal, but like they can fold in so much, so like they're kind of floppy as well in a way. But um, really good. I love when um Bucky gets the knife. Like always, like he's such a good hand to hand combat, and like kind of when he catches the knife, he knew his business straight away. So um yeah, and speaking of Bucky, I thought his like kind of his therapy and like you kind of see what he was like being conditioned and told what to do and kind of how it wasn't suiting him and then when he kind of connects with Sam more he just kind of needed a friend and someone just kind of to bond with him and like slowly gain trust and that really helped his recovery I thought that was that was something nice and like they weren't afraid to touch on some of the tough topics and like that was actually really surprised by because they touch a lot on racism and like when they introduce characters like Isaiah Bradley and um, for those who don't know, Isaiah Bradley was another, like, a black man that was experimented on when they were trying to recreate the Super Soldier Serum. It worked on him. However, one day, he, like, kind of went against the rules, but he, like, rescued a load of his mates from prison. And then they ended up throwing him in jail and basically just experimented on him for years and years and years. And basically, like, he didn't get any of the praise that Steve Rogers would have had, even though Steve Rogers done the exact same in the in the, his movie, and he, like, where he busted out Bucky. 
But um, yeah, just the contrast and like how like the different races were treated, it was quite amazing. Cause um, they also like show it again where they're in the neighborhood and um, obviously Isaiah Bradley's neighborhood, and the the cops like straight away just side with Bucky they're like is this man bothering you and then he has to be pointed out that he's Falcon that your guy trusts him so I can imagine like for a lot of Americans that means a whole lot more because that is a lot of their reality and I think it's kind of very big of Disney to put that out there like they weren't just like slightly nod towards it like they full they fully like made it a moment and like, I think everyone like did pick up on it being very much on the nose so um Maybe a bit lighter in topics. Uh, I thought one of my favorite characters, well, the fan, the standout favorite character of this would have to be Zemo. I was not expecting him to be like have like such a big role. I thought he might just like make a wee cameo in it, but like he wasn't the poster and everything. And his mask, well, it wasn't that weird. But I absolutely loved him. He's just he was just so slick and so comfortable in his role, and um, he's just taking like a Bucky and Sam on a wee European tour. I do think if someone has not already created it, but they will make like wee pinpoints around Europe that you can still go on the same wee tour that they did. Um, I love the fact that now someone has created a Twitter account solely based on Zemo dancing and people suggesting different songs that they like think are good enough, like dance songs, and then it just has him the gif of him dancing, and the fact that Marvel have released an hour version on repeat of him dancing. So yeah, I'm very much on I'm more Zemo dancing. I think is what I want. And um, the thing I really expect about Zemo is like that like he's stuck to his morals that like no super soldiers is exactly what he wants is and when they come to the doctor, bang, they're gone. He's he's dead because that's what exactly what Zemo would do. He was no more like, okay, we're getting information out of this guy, we can use him more. It's like, no, what I want at the end of the day is no more super soldiers, so I gotta kill this guy. And even when he's in prison, his butler is out busy doing his work. I think he kills like at least four of them. Which is quite amazing for a man of his age. He should definitely not still be working, but he's very loyal to the Zemo family. And um, yeah, it kind of more costumes and stuff. I thought the uh, Captain America, that the Fal- Falcon Captain America costume was very cool, very comic comic accurate, and um, it didn't look a bit weird. I kind of sometimes I think the glasses sometimes look a wee bit off, but very good. Um, overall, I really love the series. I think it kind of approved on being like longer and fuller episodes. Like there was only like six, but I felt I got a whole lot way out of it, more way out of it. Whereas like with one division, you could you're maybe like twenty to forty minutes it could be fluctuating from, and then like you're kind of getting a bit more, more questions than answers really raised. But maybe that could just be the nature of the show. But I thought it it suited it way better with being more of a fuller episode. It was kind of a bit of a movie every week. Um, now, what I did not like about this was the Flag Smashers. I thought they were pretty weak as villains. I didn't really ever take them seriously as a threat. I was kind of more interested in what John Walker was going to do and kind of mess up as Captain America. Um, he just had a habit of doing it. He played his part very well, even though people on Twitter did get on to uh, wrong and stuff. But anyway, I just kind of, I just didn't really take them seriously. Like... I kind of get how they were doing the escalation of them, like, becoming, like, obviously going to put their toe over the line. But I never really felt that they were a threat at the end of the day. Um, and another thing I did not like, I thought Sharon Carter, they did a major sw- shift with her. Obviously, with being, like, kind of left behind by your home country, it, it takes a toll on you. But she just takes this major shift in, like, her morals. And I thought kind of her being a Carter, like obviously like relation to Peggy Carter, that that kind of wouldn't be a thing that happened to her. Like eventually would just kick in kind of nature wise. 
But um, yeah, uh, like I thought she's all right and everything. But then the, when they revealed her as power broker, it's like, okay, she's this big enough character. It would make sense that they make her this role. But I don't think it made sense for it to be Sharon Carter. You know, just I meant the kind of the actor, the actress that established. But yeah, uh, it'll probably will just now play into um, her being a uh, the power broker and maybe like in armor wars with a uh, Don Cheadle whenever that comes out. So yeah, um, uh, yeah. As famously as always, the bit, the reoccurring bit. Remember that bit. I would like to get a special shout out to Red Wing, the murder robot. And like, if you remember in the very first uh, scene, it's just basically like Sam is like doing the bit flying about and everything, but he just gets uh, Red Wing to kind of shoot and kill all like the helicopters which i think it's very much of just giving your gun to someone else said okay you shoot them the blood is on your hand so he's very much shifting the blade to the robot like red wing was a was like a cold-hearted killer and he gets two more new them two more new with the new suit so i can't wait to see what he does with that and um, another thing i would like to say for remember that bit um when zemo was caught by bucky he then says that he crossed his name off his little book so I thought that was kind of very self-defensive that he kind of knew that Bucky would easily could come after him. But um, he went ahead and kind of for the therapy, he marked his name off the list that like they were good. There's nothing you know, bad between them. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know really what that means for the uh, we probably will get another season of this. And um, will US agent with Mark in the shadows anymore? I don't really see why we really need to see more of him. It's kind of his downfall from Captain America is what we all really need to see. But yeah, uh, for rating, I would give us best TV series ever. Please give it a watch. Um, kind of Marvel, they can kind of do no wrong at this stage. And yeah, that's all I'd say on that. Now, recommendation of the week. That comes from Amazon Prime. And I'm staying kind of with the superhero theme to tell you to watch Invincible. It's an animated show. It's kind of like Spider-Man in a way. It's like this guy, he developed powers and then it's him trying to survive like normal life with school life. So like that there. Um, it was an amazing cast. Um, J.K. Simmons, he's so good at voice acting. He voices Omni Man, the one of the main characters in the film. He's so interesting. He's kind of threatening, in a way that um Homelander is in The Boys, another great show. Um, but do not be mistaken, it is very violent and there is adult themes in it. So this is not a kid show, even though it does have like the bright costumes and everything. It is not to be. It wouldn't be one you'd be wanting to throw on for kids. Um, it also is like, it's released every Friday, so if you are looking for that gap that you would have with um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, it can definitely replace it. Um, there are a few episodes in, so there's always time to catch uh, to catch up if you do want to binge, and it is quite violent. So, um, yeah, uh, I feel that's a bit of enough. If you do want to dip your toes in there, please do. I would advise. It takes a bit of a twist at the end of the first episode, which I did not see coming, so hopefully that does spike your interest. And that is it for this week, guys. I hope you had um I hope you I hope you enjoyed. Uh I will be taking a small break from this because I got deadlines coming out of my ears at this stage and I really question what I'm doing right now. <laughs> but um hopefully I do not fail and get the get my degree and this summer hopefully things will start to get normal a bit more. Hopefully I will routine with this and I'll be back back up to things and running as usual. I hope, do hope to do more random topics. I do know you do prefer those. But in the meantime, uh, you can always get in contact with me on Instagram at barryabraviated or barryabraviated at gmail.com. So please do reach out. I would I do absolutely lo- love hearing from you guys. 
And as always, I would like to thank Rob for putting this up. His details are in the description. He also runs a page where he like on Instagram where he posts like kind of miniatures which he makes, and they're absolutely unbelievable. I would definitely recommend giving it a look. And whilst you're there, why not just give it a follow? It's right there. The button is right there. So um, yeah, uh, that is it for me this week, guys. I have been Barry. This has been Barry Abbreviated. Till next time, take care and have a good one.